Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of Parenting in Real Life. So, today, we wanted to share a Parenting in Real Life moment. It was a Sunday morning in July. <laughs> it's not funny yet. This is a great story. That's not funny. <laughs> and I like to get our family out on hikes as often as I can. And I had read that there's this cool suspension bridge. It's not supposed to be that hard of a hike. But it was July, and it was really hot that day it also was fast sunday so and in our church we fast the first sunday of every month for two meals so we skip breakfast and lunch and so we were fasting i don't think any of our kids are fasting yet but me and alan work <laughs> so we have zero nutrition zero energy <laughs> zero water and it's hot and it was a bit of a drive to get there anyway we were probably 10 minutes into the hike and our kids were losing their marbles. Like, sometimes you have to push past it with hikes, with kids, to get to the good stuff. They were losing their minds. It started off bad, like, the very beginning. They're like, why are we doing this? I don't want to do it. And I think that should have been our first clue. <laughs> yeah. And there was no shade on this hike. It was straight sun. It so was. we're hot, we're hungry, everybody's grumpy. It was not good. <laughs> would not recommend. But yeah, we turned around and went home. And we still haven't gone back to that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> It's cursed to us now. It's supposed to be really cool. I know, it's supposed to be cool. We just haven't gone back. So we need to someday when it's not the middle of July. We have a couple of hiking mishaps that have happened. We were just on like a local hike and it wasn't very long. And some of our kids, for some reason, when we hike, they like to run and you can just always tell as they start to run down a hill, you're like, oh, they are going to eat it. And pretty much every time they do. And then they scrape up their hands and their knees and they're crying and they are done now. And I'm like, nope, we're just starting this hike. Like you can't be done. <laughs> so many times. So we've had lots of that. <laughs> yep. We've also just had peaceful protests where kids are like, we're in the middle of nowhere, but I am done hiking, and they just sit down and won't go anywhere. That is so frustrating. You're like, what are you planning to do? If you just sit here, you're stuck on this trail forever. <laughs> Didn't think through it all the way, but we've had them do that. We also had a toddler fall asleep on a hike, which is great if they're in a backpack. He wasn't. <laughs> and so I had to carry a sleeping, beefy toddler on a super long hike. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. He was like on Alan's shoulders, and he was folded in half over his shoulder. <laughs> the pictures look cute. The hike was not fun. <laughs> and you do have to be careful with kids on your shoulders because their legs fall asleep, and then you put them down, and then they start sobbing because their legs are hurting and they can't walk. It's just like, oh, man. It is bad. Yeah, so if you have a backpack for toddlers, that is much better than trying to carry them on your shoulders. <laughs> And now for a hot mess, hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell from these stories, we are really good hikers. 
And so we thought we'd share our wisdom. So today we really are going to talk about hiking. Um, now we we really have had some terrible experiences, but you learn more from the terrible experiences. You so do. we've had some good experiences since then. And, and throughout. And throughout. And so we think we've learned some things. Our kids, I think, would generally say they like hiking. And so we're going to share what we've learned specifically about national parks, because those are our favorite. We live in Utah where they're like a dime a dozen, big whoop, national park. No, they're really fun, and they're all over the country. This applies to national parks. It also applies to any outdoor adventuring. So we hope it's helpful. So the first thing we want to talk about today does just apply to national parks, but you do have to buy passes to get into national parks or pay at least. It's to the get cheapest in. thing you could ever do as a family. It's less than going to the movie theater by yourself. Because I think a year is eighty dollars, right? Right. And then, but parking is like thirty. So it's like if you're gonna go like two or three times, might as well just get a right. pass for the year. But thirty bucks is like I say, that's like a date night. That's cheaper than any date night you could do. Yeah, not so. too bad. There are a few ways to get free passes. Go to war. What? Get a chronic disease. <laughs> be super old. Uh, no, they're not, they're not easy ways. But if you're a veteran, if you happen to be a veteran, free pass for life. Type 1 diabetics, free pass for life. There are some free days, although we have some questions about that later. And seniors, which is only 62 years old. But Our the ones are both seniors. Yes, they are. But the one that applies to us is fourth graders get free passes. So if you have a fourth grader or will have a fourth grader soon, make sure you jump on that free pass. But learn from our mistake. You can't just point at your fourth grader and say they're in fourth grade. <laughs> you have to actually print something out. They have to take a little like two question quiz and then print it out. And you also have to have your fourth grader with you. So. Yes, we learned that we were in the car going to Yellowstone, like, Yellowstone mm-hmm. and we're like, oh no, <laughs> we forgot to do it, and we have a fourth grader, and we pulled up, and we were like, trying to do it, and of course, like the internet doesn't work, because you're in the middle of a national park, and we didn't have it, but did you say she let us go in, but was she I'm like... I'm pretty sure... I couldn't remember if we had to pay for it or not. <laughs> That'd be annoying. But she did make sure that we had the fourth grader in the car. Yeah, she's like, a lot of people try and print these off, and then they don't bring their fourth grader, and it's like, that doesn't work. So, have your fourth grader with you. Yep. Tip two, avoid holidays and pandemics, especially <laughs> holidays during pandemics. So, it was Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which feels a little bit obscure in terms of holidays, meaning not everybody has that off of work, but I did, and so we're like, okay, let's go, let's do this. It was also just coming out of the pandemic, so it was 2021, and things still felt mostly shut down, but the parks were open, and so we're like, okay, let's go. It was in Utah, but it was in southern Utah, so it's starting to get warm. We thought it'd be perfect. It was bonkers. During the summer, Zion National Park has a shuttle because there's not enough parking for everybody. But during the winter, when we went, they don't do the shuttle because usually it's not busy. But Martin Luther King Jr. Day, 2021, everybody was like, hey, we've been stuck in our house for a year. We should go to a national park. And it was crawling with people. So luckily, we got up the first day and we were able to find a parking spot. But the other three days, we weren't. And so there's only like a couple hikes you can do that you can get to during the winter if you don't get parking. So that was a bummer. So that kind of spoiled 
the park holidays for us. We're going to find off days. So now we try and go like on random breaks that the kids have versus holidays. It seems like the kids always have some Friday off, like grade treads middle day, or this is just a teacher work day or something. It seems like they're looking for more excuses to give teachers a break, which (laughs) is cool. And we use them. So find a three day weekend and head to either a national park. So like we said, Utah has a lot of national parks, but a lot of states don't, but there's still like state parks and stuff. Like when we lived in Wisconsin, surprisingly, there were no national parks, but they had beautiful state parks. It's true. So make sure you go check those out. And so the last thing that we wanted to talk about was what to bring and do to help hike with small kids. So like we said, we've been hiking with our kids ever since they were small, like toddlers. I think the first hike that I really remember, I think Cammie was like three and Chloe was two. And then we had Nathan too. And I had him in a backpack, but they just loved climbing on the rocks and they did so much better than I thought that they would. And so you can start out with young kids and start small. And especially if there's like good rocks for them to climb on, but you can definitely, if you want to do hiking, definitely you can start with smaller kids. And that's actually like, I don't know if this is true for every family, but it's super true for our kids. And it's not intuitive. Like if you look up a hike, they'll tell you how hard it is. And the ones that look like they're good for kids, I'll say easy. And it's like a boardwalk or whatever. Those are easy. And so if your kids are really little and you're carrying them or whatever, that's great. But for our kids, once they can get around, those are super boring for them. And so they actually prefer hikes that have something more interactive than that. And so that's been a good learning that we like that kind of moderate level hike or like some some places are better at that than others right sometimes the train's just really boring and sometimes it's more exciting that's important for our kids we also do snacks now snacks we've learned you have to be smart with your snacks things that they can eat and walk are nice sometimes you need to sit down and take a break but sometimes like my mom always brings jolly ranchers which work for the kids because they can walk and suck on this jolly rancher but snacks are important So this weekend we are going to Canyonlands National Park and we decided to buy our kids camelbacks and they have like kid sized ones so that they can carry their own waters because (laughs) with five kids and we have all the water bottles, it's usually in a backpack and that gets heavy. And so it's nice if the kids can carry the waters themselves. So this is our first time trying this. We'll see how it goes. I think they're going to love it. I think we might be peeing in the bushes a lot, but I think they're going (laughs) to. They're excited about it because it's new and novel and we don't let them use them except when we're hiking. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Also, good tennis shoes are important. One of our kids went on a hike and she didn't have tennis shoes, I guess. I tried taking her to the store to get tennis shoes and she hated all of them. We just ended up not getting her tennis shoes. And I forgot about that. So we went on this hike and all she had was these sparkly sequined combat boots. (laughs) And she's walking in them and she's like, I keep getting rocks in my shoes. And they were just, you know, they're just not hiking boots. And so she hated the whole hike and was super grumpy because she had the wrong shoes. So get some tennis shoes for your kids. Yep. We don't have like hiking boots, any of us. No, no. But that's always been fine. But good shoes are important. Yeah, regular tennis shoes are fine. And I usually buy the kids' shoes from like Target and stuff. So not even like really nice shoes, just whatever tennis shoes that they're wearing to school, (laughs) just make sure you have some of those. Yep. We have been a big fan of backpacks for toddlers, just because you're going to end up carrying them and a backpack helps with that. 
we didn't have anything fancy. I think we got it at a garage sale. And they're we like, did. this is from the 80s. And yes. we're like, all right. They're from like the 90s. If we hiked any more than we did, we probably would have gotten a better one. But it was good enough for the stuff we did. Yeah. <laughs> if you are going to go somewhere where you have to travel a little bit farther, our kids always love staying in a hotel overnight. And so we're planning to go up on Friday and we might be able to sneak in like a hike that night because like around dinner time. But even if not, it'll be fun to stay at the hotel. We always try to make sure there's a pool and it's going to be like almost 80 degrees. So that's hot for those of you in hot places. <laughs> I know that's hot for Utah kids. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there'll be at the pool and then we're going to hike most of the day Saturday and then come back on Sunday. So that's just a fun thing that they enjoy is like, Oh, being in a hotel and mm-hmm. our kids are old enough now where it's like not super stressful for them to all be in the same room. Cause we right. definitely had done that before. Like when we were traveling places and you have a toddler who is just so excited that there's people around them that they cannot sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we even put like a mattress up one time. Like remember that in a hotel yes. room? I can't Try remember. Who, them off. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was probably like Jack or something, but yeah. like could not fall asleep because they were just so excited that there's kids. We put up a huge mattress in front of the pack and play so that they couldn't see people. Nowadays they have those pack and play tents, so just do that. Those are magic. But we didn't have those. I know. Alan has siblings that are like just having kids now. It's amazing to see how things have changed in just a couple years. You're like, wow, what a cool invention. We're like old farts now. I know. It's like, that would have been nice when we were having babies. Embarrassing. (laughs) One thing I want to try this time, I love the stars. And we don't go camping that much because camping with kids is like really intimidating. But we'll still be out there. So I would really love to get out and see stars. When we're out there. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing we could do Friday night is get out and get away from any city lights and just show them what the stars really look like if you're not surrounded by city lights. So lots of fun stuff you can do, Mm -hmm. especially if you make it a multi-day thing. But you definitely don't have to. We're also planning another trip to Goblin Valley, which isn't a national park, but is awesome. And we're just going to try and make it a day trip. So Mm -hmm. you can do it both ways. And if you're not sure what hikes are good for your kids, pretty much every place that has hikes, there's a blog post about it, about what's kids-friendly and what isn't and how long it took and if their kids liked it or not. So just do a little Google search, and I'm sure you'll find somebody who's been on that hike with children. Yep, you just do Canyonland Kids, and there's articles out there about, we did these ones, this one didn't work well, so let somebody else do the hard work for you. But if there isn't that, we have found that For our kids, two miles is about where it starts to become a struggle. Sometimes it's worth it if the hike's really cool. Like, we did Delicate Arch at Arches, and that, I think, was longer than that, but it's amazing. And it's really fun. It's not like a boring trail hike. You're climbing up rocks and stuff, and so they never complained on that one. So just be careful. If you're doing more than two miles, it better be a good hike because that's starting to get long. And we learned not to force it either. We went to Yellowstone National Park last summer and we were doing a bunch of hikes and it was really fun but it started to get later into the afternoon we had been hiking all day and our kids had kind of had it even though we were seeing really cool things they just were not into it anymore and we had a lot of kids like sit down or just walk really really slowly (laughs) well and like depending on the hike most hikes you do are there and back right and so 
I think the lesson we learned from that is it was like in the first fourth of the hike that they started dragging their feet should just turned around Mm -hmm. because to drag your kids for three fourths of a hike is not fun. It's not. And so we could have turned around or sent some people back or whatever, right? Like there, there's a way that we could have done it or done it later, taking a break, something, but forcing it just makes it miserable. So don't be that guy. Uh, A couple other quick tips is you can bury your trips. I feel like most national parks and even a lot of state parks have a variety of things. So if you're burnt out of like hike hiking, there's often things where it's like a drive up, you know, it's like an overlook or something where you can just drive, jump out of the car, say, wow, that's pretty. Get back in the car and you're on your way or things that are just like half mile hikes or things like that. So try and vary what you're doing if the true hikes are getting too long. And I think if you haven't done much hiking with your kids yet, just start small, get them used to it. See if they even like it. Like we could see right away that some of our kids really liked hiking. So that's something that we've done. And Alan loves hiking. It's not my favorite thing, but I do it because I'm in nature and I'm out with my kids and everybody else likes it. Um, <laughs> Selling it, Lex. But some people love it and some people just don't. If you're not a hiking family, that's totally fine to you. So just see how your kids handle it. Start them out small and work a little bit more, work a little bit more until they get to some bigger hikes. And we have tried to like, when we find a good hike or something kids like, I've tried to really capitalize on that. So there's this one place close to our house that's right along the river. There's trees, there's rocks. It's just really interactive. And so the kids enjoy it every time. And so that's a hike that we do a lot because it just gives them a good taste in their mouth for hikes. And that's why we don't go back to the suspension bridge because that was long and hot and sandy. And I don't want them to think that that's what hiking is. So (laughs) someday we may go back, but not yet. (laughs) So don't let little kids scare you away from doing fun stuff like national parks or just getting out in nature. And we'll see you next time. That. Do that. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. <laughs>